1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight That's plushcare.com slash weight Welcome to Ramble React! It's Tuesday the 16th of May. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm the Decent Hunter Roger. And I'm Jim Campbell. Welcome to Ramble React. Liverpool crushing Leicester for their seventh league win in a row. Uh, Leicester City nil. Liverpool 3, uh, Jones with 2 uh, and Trent with 1 on a night where this Leicester team, let's face it, once that second uh, goal hit the back of the net... Um, they just wanted Liverpool to finish them off, didn't they? They were just asking, demanding <laughs> Liverpool to just put them out of their misery. Can we just go home? Can we do literally anything else, Fish? It wasn't a great performance from Leicester, but they haven't been great all season. No, no, it wasn't. I thought the first 25
2: minutes or so, they, they lived with them, lived with Liverpool. It felt like Liverpool were mm. making a few bad decisions when they were in you know, good positions going forward. And then... Liverpool started making the right decisions and then Johnny Evans, love him to yeah. death, started looking like the oldest man in the world. That is the most Danny yeah. Glover
1: performance I've seen from a Premier League footballer. Like <laughs> on, on a night where Leicester are in so much trouble, I mean, and so much trouble as a sentence doesn't cover it, how much trouble they're in, and Liverpool are in town and what they needed, Leicester, was a player... At the back, who hasn't started a match in over seven months, Fish. It wasn't a great... Would you have done that? Would you have pushed the ball out for Jay Evans? Even, you know, how much you love Jay Evans?
2: Well, um, Johnny Evans in the post-match said that Dean Smith came to him yesterday and he was like, you know, how do you feel? Please. He He basically (laughs) answered the call of duty, which is a wonderful thing, but it felt a bit like the end of Independence Day when all the farmers are attacking the aliens. It's like, oh, mate... <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, or like he it, sort
0: of like incredible. hunted him down in his exile in the woods and just demanded he come back for one last job. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a I, shame. Mean, I
1: mean, I mean, Jim. He looks, he looks healthy. He looks handsome. He looks, <laughs> he, he looked kind of happy in the post match because uh, for, for anyone watching, he could just turn around and say, "I haven't played for, I haven't started a match for seven months."
0: Yeah, I mean. It, I can't say that he stood out to me as a particular weak spot for Leicester, actually. I think no. they were very listless in general, They were very sort of bereft of ideas. They looked like they knew they were second best throughout the whole game. And it was a really good illustration of why they're in this situation. I think the most damning thing about it as well is that Liverpool had a great time out there. They were just <laughs> having a lovely, lovely stroll in the park. You could see them weighing up a cheeky fourth as if they were work colleagues on a night out. <laughs> just, it was too I mean, easy for was... them.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean that that Mo Salah miss at the end. You don't see him when he's sort of angling his body to kind of lift that over the keeper into the top left hand corner of the uh, of the goal. Vish, he he rarely misses those one on ones, does he? Yeah,
2: yeah. Although every now and again he misses them, and you watch the replay, and you were like, "What is he trying to do there? Why is he? Why is his body position a little too <laughs> you know,
1: a little too funky?"
2: Um, no, I mean it was. Pretty relentless from Liverpool. They, I think, on commentary they described it as a, you know, some of the gold is, goals as vintage Liverpool goals and about Liverpool playing the way that they they had done. You know, I suppose even last season, really. Um, and yeah, you did yeah. really get a feel for that. Even, you know, people are going wild about this Trent Alexander Arnold new position in midfield. I mean, he's done it before. The difference now is that I suppose there's a bit more structure where where it used to be that Jordan Henderson occasionally moves out to the right to cover for him. Now Jordan Henderson yeah. is just on the right to cover for him. Um, but, you know, he's doing brilliant mm-hmm. things from there. And Curtis Jones, you know, I think it's quite, that's a great story for, for someone who I think has always shown promise and you wondered if he was, you know, perhaps lacked a bit of edge, um, at that little, you know, maybe 10% to really break into that team and make a difference. Um, yeah, two very good goals. One arriving late, one being the furthest forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I've... I've always rated him and I've always found him quite a stylish player and it's nice to see
1: him um so he's actually delivering. Looking at Leicester, I mean, after the 50th minute, Leicester's only shot came from Jamie Vardy in the 88th minute, which I think was that weird attempted bicycle kick, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, was, it wasn't great. Seven years ago, to the day, uh, Chelsea were giving Leicester a guard of honour as Premier League champions. How much... Does this come down to Brennan Rogers for the last season and a half potentially not fancying it anymore and being a little bit uh, like he's used every trick in his envelope, Jim? Um, I, I,
0: I don't think it's you can really sort of um level any lack of um lack of fight or lack of commitment at Rogers. Really, I think it's it's just one of those situations where. As you kind of hinted at there, his methods just sort of stopped working within this squad. And it, it's it's hard to, to look at this team on paper and then tally up with what you see on the pitch. Because with a front three like that, I know Jamie Vardy's kind of, you know, knocking on now. But Harvey Barnes and James Madison are two very, very good players. Madison in particular, who even in, you know, performances where Leicester have been lacking, has has really, really shone and stood out as a as a potentially top-class player. I just think... I, I, I think the, the sort of malaise has set in so much that... Yeah. If you were watching this game back in three years' time, you'd you'd think it was happening sort of like late September. It looked like there was very little riding on this for Leicester. Just a complete lack of urgency. You wonder how many players are looking elsewhere. I know that Sion Chu is, is going to be off and uh, obviously... Um Urit elements as well as contract is, is is run down. Madison will certainly be off. We, we don't know what the case will be with Jamie Vardy. There's a lot of players there who actually Leicester getting relegated will make very little difference to, even though they actually play for Leicester. So I wonder if if that's possibly part of what's going on as well because
1: it's just it, it's all too flat. They just Leicester just really like to hold on to the ball for just that little bit too long. And they either get closed down or the avenue closes up and they just can't move the ball forward. The, Leicester, since uh, Smith's taken over, it's not particularly the defence that's been the biggest problem. It's been the fact that they just keep losing the ball quite high up the pitch for me. And in this match, they seem to sort of go with, well, we can't lose the ball if we don't have the ball. So there was times <laughs> when like the, the possession stats were
2: stark. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean... I do agree with you. It feels like what one of Leicester's strengths was being direct and having players who one touch forward and you know, even players mm. that carry the ball forward and and then pass forward, which is, you know, one of the most difficult things to do. Um but Liverpool were just all over them. I mean, the fact that Madison made four completed only four passes in the first half, it's remarkable really, considering how much <laughs> That's actually bad. goes through it. That is bad. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they've they almost, they've kind of gone from, you know, intermittent goal scorers to just not really scoring goals. You know, they used to, you know, they certainly went through a phase where, you know, they beat Villa 4 2 at the start of February. Then they followed it up by beating Spurs 4 1. And you were kind of like, right, okay. Mm. This is, you know, they're kind of on something here. And, you know, they had to wait, a, you know, a month or so to beat Wolves 2 1. Sorry, two months to beat Wolves 2 1. And that was their first time they scored more than one goal since the start of February. So, yeah, it's quite sad to see. I look at their team, you know, even when they put the 11 out. And then I look at the squad and I appreciate they didn't have much in, in a way of attacking throughout on the bench. And I was like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. They've got two games left. They're, you know, yeah. they're 19th. And I'm still like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. And then you look, but actually, you look into it, they've got an incredible goal difference. They, so their goal difference mm. is 18. The teams around them, 25, 24, 31, like, that's, at, at this stage of the season, that is basically a point. It's a point when
1: you need it. When yeah. you level with someone, it's a point. But Vish, I mean, you say that, they are second bottom. <laughs> like, and they've only got a couple of matches left. I will not have this from you. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, all I'm
2: saying is, if you had, if you played FIFA...
1: And you could only pick from the right. bottom five. If you, always, if the, always pick... the last, the last result of a scoundrel bringing in FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it when a and pundit. If, 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 panics, if, if play... he says, it's like playing yeah. On FIFA. Yeah, if, if you were to play FIFA and you could only <laughs> pick
2: yeah. the teams who uh, the bottom five teams in the league, I would pick Leicester, <laughs> and I'd put all the fast okay. people right. okay, I'd, I'd put, well, When you put, put it like all that. the fast people wide, and I'll just launch it. Triangle, lofted through ball, no, running onto I would, it, cross, I would, pass I... back to the byline, tap in, <laughs> goal. Goal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you think you this is what Dean Smith is saying in training? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That,
2: and then hit the
1: grid. That's kind yeah. of like how Pelé, how Pelé describes how he's going to play in escape to victory. I do this, 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 and then goal. Um, I would uh, choose Nottingham Forest and sell all the players and make loads of foot coins, or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, FIFA uh, is, is not even called FIFA anymore. It's called something else. Um, so, um, Dan Ashworth, the uh, Newcastle United, um, scout, um, hired gun, bounty hunter, whatever you want to call him, looking down on uh, Madders, of cost. Um, Would you be taking a, a Leicester player into your top four bothering sides at this point in proceedings, Jim? Would you have one? Would you have Madders?
0: I genuinely think that he would fit into to any of the teams in the top four. Actually, he's a player who I think could probably raise his ceiling because he's very smart. We've 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 all seen him seen him speak. He's very very erudite. You, you can tell he's a, he's a thinker. I think he's the sort of person that would apply himself. Would you would be be excited about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, because I am such a big fan of what Eddie Howe is doing at Newcastle, and I think to be honest, there's probably some parallels to be drawn with how Eddie Howe um sets up his sides. I'll certainly. His man management uh, compared to Brendan Rodgers, he's very live, laugh, love, writing on a bit of driftwood, stick it in the kitchen, yeah. kind of, uh, kind of inspirational manager. You've got to be intelligent enough to impress a lot of footballers, but not too intelligent to kind of leave them a bit cold. <laughs> Does that to make sense? To confuse them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I just to feel to sound a bit aloof or a bit of a dick, really. You've got to be one of the lads, but you've got to be kind of a cut above as well.
2: Yeah, you've got to be like. Um... That bloke, is it Chris Skinner, the guy who has like um, chow mein for breakfast at five in the morning? And he's like, Oh, go on, seize the
1: day. Oh, oh that's yes.
0: peaked. <laughs> yeah. Is T- that the T- T- Bosch T- man? Who's the yeah, Bosch? Yeah, he also is he
1: bosh? Boshes. He boshes, and then there's the big fat Chinese uh, curry sauce enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, both right. good Boshes yeah, okay, in their own fair. right.
2: You know, why not enjoy them both, is what I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why do I it's a bit them like bosh. him. People are like, Oh, you know, really refreshing, seize the day. He's just a man loving life who films himself saying the same thing over and over again, and it—you know what—it works. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. It um, works, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't really see Eddie Howe as your quintessential—it's always 5 p.m. somewhere, gin o'clock type manager. But <laughs> I, I, do I do see what you, I do see what you're saying. I, I think, and I think Madison going to like St James's Park where. The crowd immediately on your side if you're an if you're an attacking ball playing player, um, yeah, and and you you know you're gonna be whether it's Champions League or otherwise you're gonna be playing high level European football, just like that from having had this season of um, of turmoil, I think it'll be a good move for him. I think it might be quite a liberating move for him. Um, I don't
1: know where he'd play though in your system. You're looking at like are you gonna be understudy? Uh, I don't know, Miggy or something. <laughs> I don't really know. Where oh he'd play. no, not him. Oh. <laughs> Not meggy Don't bomb meggy out for crying out loud. He's had a great season. Then we should also say that
2: um, Leicester are playing Newcastle next, next Monday. Um, well, yeah. And yes. then at the same time, I suppose Dan Ashworth doesn't really need to do that much scouting. Or I imagine tomorrow when he rocks up into Eddie Howe's office, he's like, so, how was it? He's like, yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll we'll honestly, Jason fine, Tindall yeah.
0: will be negotiating that contract from the side of the pitch. <laughs> just shouting at Madison.
1: We'll give you a good goal bonus. <laughs> Use my pen. Use my pen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me do the handshake. Cool fact
0: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable.
2: Hi, I'm Dion Dublin and when I'm not banging my dube, I'm listening to the football ramble.
1: Well, uh, on the Liverpool side of things, uh, they are uh, one, pint, point, one, pint behind, we all? one point behind Man United and Newcastle who each have uh, a game in hand. Uh, Liverpool, like I think a lot of people obviously have been, they're almost kind of like one of those clubs that like, oh, I can't believe they've uh, made such a great kind of march right at the end of the season. But they very much might get there. They very much uh, might take uh, take your boys at uh, Man United. Uh, Vish, I mean, w- your goal difference isn't looking that pretty at, at this point.
2: Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Bournemouth away next, which hopefully they're comfortable enough now to give us that. Um, I've always liked Bournemouth. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> mm. um, and I suppose you know, and then you finish at home, Chelsea at home, Fulham at home. I mean. United Manchester United should be the most worried about losing a spot, losing the Champions League spot to Liverpool, but mm. I mean they would only have themselves to blame, to be honest. So as well as Liverpool are doing, if Manchester United don't seal it, then it's you know Liverpool have done well to get themselves in this position, but that'd be inexplicable from United.
1: Uh, Before the game, uh, Howard Webb was on Sky's uh, Monday Night Football with Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville talking about VAR. And they broadcast bits of the uh, commentary for um, Kai Havertz's handball goal against Liverpool. And also, uh, I think the Newcastle Arsenal, was it a knee, was it a thigh, was it a hand uh, earlier on in in, in the season, as well as a few other... Disallow goals and he basically said that uh, plans are in place to give the public more access to this audio next season we've actually got a clip of the audio that was played out tonight on Monday Night Football and this is what is basically going on when a VIR decision is taking place
0: and then makes a movement into that arm, I don't believe that should be a penalty kick, Ledger you seeing the same as me?
1: Yeah I think it hit his leg first but you know a leg's a bit like an arm but like low down in it? <sighs>
0: Perfect. Can we just check the APP as well? Just to make sure that offside from the past as well. So, Still checking, boys, please. Still so checking. On that.
1: Hey, you've left your bag in the office. I'm going to eat your dinner, you bastard.
0: Chris, it's Michael. I'm going to recommend an on-field review to, to review the penalty that you've awarded. Can you let me know when you're at the monitor?
1: Isn't Fabian Cher handsome? I give him a VAR review in bed.
0: Cal, okay, we have checked the APP, the <laughs> APP is clear. So, the
1: so that's why it takes so long to get a VAR decision in in, in football. I mean, Jim, it's an eye opener, isn't it? It really is, actually. Yeah,
0: because mm. I I I remember these clips really sounding really different
1: when they played them out on Sky Sports earlier. Actually, um, it's it's the compression and television, just you know, just yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you want to hear more from? Uh, not necessarily that clip, but do you want to hear more from the VR decision making, uh, Vish? Are you kind of over it? Is this the last kind of um, thrashings of a of a dying part of our game that we would rather never see again? <laughs> are they panicking?
2: I mean, I think you want to hear it because otherwise you're just sitting around in you know in a stadium mm. uh, for a couple of minutes doing fuck all. Like, I think it's quite important for yeah. moving the game along because it, it gives you the idea that something's actually happening. Like, I was at the The Champions League semi final, the Women's Champions League semi final between Arsenal and Wolfsburg, where there was a VAR delay for four Mm. minutes, and all people had to go on was, you know, something on the big screen saying there was a VAR Mm. review. And it was like, what, honestly, what the fuck is going on? And it went on so long that people went on Twitter to see if someone was saying something on TV. So,
1: I think if you. Right, okay, so if they knew something.
2: Yeah, and and I suppose the thing. Judging from those clips, not the clip you played out, but the the other clip I heard on Sky, kind of similar to Jim, I didn't. The worst I, I, clip. I, I yeah. missed this bit, yeah. Um, but obviously, they've got the language nailed down, and um, you know the way the questions and the queries are posed. So therefore, there's no reason why that can't be broadcast out because everything's done to no, to some yeah, and, of and script, every, everyone's so. yeah.
1: Every, everyone's got the terminology I mean the only kind of gap is where the ref on field referee you can clearly hear I think it is actually Fabian sharing the background going, it's an handball it's an handball 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 <laughs> like you can really hear the players when the when the microphone's faded so I'm not really sure um, playing that stuff out loud would necessarily be to, to, to you know I think that would be the detriment <laughs> to some of the players careers if you can hear it yeah. over the top of the uh, of the audio but you know look maybe you could just do it on a on a five second delay where we can beat and bleep stuff out at will um it it, it it is quite interesting and it is something that's uh, i mean it kind of i like the dynamic when the referee goes to the screen and then goes and, and then the vr don't say it, we recommend that it's a you know a thigh or whatever the, the referee sort of says yes it's a it's a thigh isn't it and he goes that's what we saw you go can we see it again Yes, it's a thigh, isn't it? Knowing full well that they've watched it 15 times and the only reason why he's looking at a TV screen right now uh, is because he was wrong. (laughs) He got it wrong in the first place.
0: The argument is about not re-refereeing the game, isn't it, essentially? Um, Because the reality is, of course, the the multiple cameras all over the ground are going to see more than the one man running around the pitch is going to see. So, Mm. you you know, there's, there's... there are points where it has to just be a, a sensible use of the technology that is that is available and, and the the opportunities it brings but it's it's been very very interesting to me to see um, the reaction to this because you've you've got um, on on the one hand, on, on on Sky, the way the presenters were talking about it was as, as if it was this really really useful new insight into it that that kind yeah. of sheds a lot of light on stuff and and you know gives a better insight into what actually happens and clarifies a lot of things. Whereas the sort of you know the the, the frothing Twitter um, reaction has been about how insulting it is and how t- stupid it is to to ask us to to sit through this and and watch the absolute disgrace that is VAR and uh, essentially. I don't think this is actually going to make that much difference if we have access to this sort of stuff to be honest it's just going to be a slightly different reaction to exactly the same things that people get upset about um, already because unless it's a really really contentious situation where we see that someone like a team of people have definitely got something wrong i don't really see what difference it's going to make if we if we hear those conversations it's interesting yeah and it's 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 nice it's illuminating to get a bit of insight into what those decisions are and how they're made but ultimately i, I mean i don't really know what people thought was happening that we couldn't already deduce
2: yeah exactly jim it was like <laughs> it was like they were you know people thought they're in there laughing at us Look! Look at them. They're, yeah. Look at them when they're moving around with the screen. They X Club. <laughs> yeah. Martin Keogh trying to bash the door <laughs> out. What are you
1: saying about me?
2: Nothing. Sit down. <laughs> Stop
1: talking about me. Um, so we'll um, we'll we'll finish up with a little bit of uh, well, I mean refereeing at its, at its purest uh, essence. Um, Fernando Torres. Former Liverpool player, of course, is applying his trade as Atletico Madrid's uh, under-19s coach. He uh, confronted his former teammate, Alvaro Arbeloa, who was uh, coaching Real's under-19s on the touchline at the weekend. Uh, and get this, Jim, he, uh, he got sent off after threatening to blow his head off. <laughs> it's a great a, translation What a thing to say It's a great translation What I mean Spanish speakers You'll have to let us know Is Threatness to blow Somebody's bloody head off Is that Normal parlance Is that yeah. normal sledging
0: Yeah I mean We're all familiar with Hench Torres But I think yeah. Since you know, since those photos did the rounds of how big and muscular he's got, he's kind of levelled yeah. up again, isn't he? He's even he bigger is, now <laughs> than he was before. He is kind of terrifying now. Um, and I think if uh, he probably could blow Alvaro Albaloa's head off. Although Albaloa seemed up mm. for it. Didn't he say yeah. something like, anytime you want, pal? or some, some, something? Something like really, really touchy like that. But I like Come that. here,
1: you. Come here, you. Come here, Bro- Brock Lesnar. I'll fucking have a go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I
0: want from these two tea teams. I, I yeah. want them furious with each other at every possible level in the pettiest possible way.
2: Yeah, I mean, that feels like they're cutting a promo for WrestleMania, doesn't it? They're like, oh, they used to play for the same team. Mm. They used to be a tag team, and now they don't like each other. <laughs> Ooh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: They're going to be uh, pointing at the WrestleMania uh, sign uh, sooner rather than later, I imagine. So, uh, that's it for us for another Ramble Reacts. Uh, Tomorrow, we've got a very, very special Ramble double header for you. Uh, This Friday will be 10 years since Sir Alex Ferguson's very last game in charge of Manchester United. So, uh, Marcus, Luke and Vish have recorded a special Ramble guide to all about his finest hour, the 1999 Champions League final. I can't wait to hear what statistical clangers Luke Moore has uh, gotten (laughs) wrong in this one and he'll be hounded for the rest of his years the rest of his time on this earth uh, by Man United fans uh, and the rest Uh, then later uh, in the day Andy is bringing you an episode of At The Match from none other than Dortmund they are neck and neck with Bayern in the title race so the uh, yellow wall was bouncing at the weekend great videos uh, on our uh, Instagrams and stuff Uh, uh, check that atmosphere out on At The Match uh, where he also speaks to a group of Dortmund fans who travel all the way from Dumbarton in Scotland Scotland and speaking uh, of 1999, Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer has called the current uh, group of Manchester United uh, players snowflakes compared to the squad he was part of. Vish, do you wish you were as gosh darn non-snowflakey as Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer, the powerhouse? It's just a, just a loser, isn't he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> just like a loser, there's probably much joy. But what's like? Why? Why would you say something like that? Just shut up. Just. Uh...
1: Yeah. because you saw on Twitter. Yeah, I saw a member of Top Gear talking about it. Anyway, uh, yes, we'll be back with those shows. Cannot wait. Uh, a fine uh, way to uh, re- really kick the week into gear, I think, the middle of the week, anyway, uh, here on the Football Ramble. You can find us on Twitter, remember, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app. I've been Pete Donaldson. Vish, farewell, my friend. Farewell. Jim... Goodbye. So long. Goodbye, listeners. We'll be back soon with all kinds of lovely stuff. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.